Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now everything i learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy whether one line of plot holes or two it is poopies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. And of course, Giant Apes in Film. Yeah! <laughs> Gong! Anytime we get to celebrate Apes in Film, I, I think if you know the history of this podcast, you know we are in from oh, day absolutely. one. <laughs> day one, we were in with the Ape films. True. Oh my gosh, we gotta do all the Planet of the Apes sequels. Oh my god. Return and all, oh my gosh. The Planet of the Apes year? <laughs> Journey to the center of the Planet of the Apes or whatever the heck going Hold on to that thought real quick, Steve. How many minutes are we in? We're talking about other movies. Oh, wow. <laughs> this uh, might actually be a record. Four seconds, I think. <laughs> so anyway, this yep. is... Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> I'm Izzy. And I'm Steve. And this is... Everything, Everything I, I Learned From, from Movies. Ah, <laughs> uh, this wonderful movie. I actually don't think I've seen this movie. Before. I have seen this movie. This movie... I thought this was a terrible movie as a kid. <laughs> I hated this movie. I thought it was stupid oh. and pandering and sugar-coated as a kid. Watching it as an adult, it's not that bad. <laughs> I was kind of a jaded child. But I declare that I am far too parched to continue with this uh, this line of questioning until you get me a beverage. Absolutely. Well, on that note, how about a nice fine KBC Porter from... Ooh. Kennebunkport Brewing Company in Maine, I believe. Yes, Portland, Maine. Ah, Attack of the Podcast! Podcast! 
Alright, here we go. It's going to open the bottle. <laughs> Scare the podcast away with it. Alright, and the pour. Ooh, this is so creamy. We're not going to get any pour gurgles off of it. Oh, but there's a lot of head. Oh, yeah. Steve, I'm going to have to suck the head. Mm, do what you got to do, girl. That was fantastic. Anyway, the beer has a nice khaki colored uh, head. You who went suck. And uh, <laughs> thoroughly. Um, and yeah, it's a nice this dark is a very dark beer. Body. Ooh, it's got ruby highlights. It's very Ooh. clear. Very pretty beer. Yeah, she's taking mm. a sip now. Oh, wait, mm. then right. She, she pump fake me with the snort. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I snort some heads. <laughs> the best way to get those uh, aroma. <laughs> yeah, no, this has good coffee um, aroma to it. Nice uh, dark chocolate. It's a little dry. Mm. This is delightful porter. I would drink yeah. this all day long. Absolutely. And you probably good. It's 5.7%. 5. So not bad all day drinkers. All right. I would say this is about the color of a great ape. <laughs> <laughs> and then with the sunlight, the ruby highlights really <laughs> make his eyes pop. No. Um, so Disney's Mighty Joe Disney's Young. Mighty Joe Young. All right, Steve, as somebody who had not seen it in their childhood, because, yeah, you would have been a little too old for this movie. Yeah, but yeah 17 or so when it came yeah, out. Yeah, you were too so old for this like, movie. Yeah. This movie was for, like, I would say eight to ten-year-olds. Yeah. yeah right there. Disney's really good at hitting the, like, tweeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, what did you think? I I thought it was pretty good. Um, I couldn't help but notice the striking similarities to other movies starring giant apes, but, you know. Um, did you also noti- notice striking resemblance to other movies starring people in ape suits? I did. <laughs> oh, my God. So watching this movie, I was like, oh, my God, this is Disney's Congo. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is Kong versus Congo. Kong versus Congo. Oh, my God. Wait. Coming up next week. <laughs> Kagongo. Kagongo. With Ernie Hudson as the blonde. This movie desperately needed an Ernie oh, Hudson. Oh, I so wanted him to come in. I mean, there was like a village elder who had a very similar cadence <laughs> yeah. to his voice as the rich white hunter, but it was not him. Indeed. But this movie. This movie. This is actually a remake of a 1949 what? version starring Terry Moore and Ben Johnson. You all know oh. them. I've seen that. It is not a good film. Have you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. Wow, yeah. no, that is not a good film. Yeah. Uh, but this version uh, comes from director Ron Underwood. You might also know some of the other movies he's done over the years. Who's he, Steve? Uh, well, his first feature film was Tremors. Yeah! <laughs> Followed by City Slickers, Heart and Soul, Speechless. This, <coughs> and then his career took a little bit of a turn once he did uh, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. <laughs> um, and since then, he's done a lot of TV episodes. Uh, most recently, he did 14 episodes of Once Upon a Time. So from what I understand, this guy only makes pure gold. <laughs> Absolutely. The finest gold. <laughs> it's, it's never appreciated when it first comes out. It makes only cult classics. It only, it only <laughs> appreciates after you die. Uh, and it also stars, uh, once again, the late great Bill Paxton as Greg O'Hara. I, I don't think I ever mentioned this last name. By the way, I think this might be Bill Paxton's greatest hair movie. He does have some magnificent he hair. He has Farrah Fawcett's hair. He has the Kevin Bacon hair going on. He does on. have Kevin Bacon's it's hair. Seriously. Yeah. It I looks like it's glued on to him, but... <laughs> seeing him in other movies, I, I have to wonder. 
Was he wearing a wig? That's what I'm saying. That hair, it either the hairdresser made his natural hair look like a wig, or <laughs> he was wearing a wig. It wasn't the Twister was, days, though, and I believe in Twister he had not quite that long, but... No, I mean, he has a full head of hair in Twister. Yeah. Okay. Maybe just let it grow out an extra yeah, yeah, yeah. couple of months. No, but you know, there's some like there's some styles that some people just it doesn't fit their face. Maybe it's just because I'm so used to seeing him with the the short, the crop. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, because he's basically got it like buzzed in Aliens. Yeah, yeah. And well, most movies represent. Yeah. You know who else has some great hair, though shorter? Yeah. Charlize Theron and her prime. Oh, as a uh, Jill Young. <laughs> Steve. Steve, stop holding up the mic with your with uh, your erect penis. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it in the spot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Charlize Theron's in this movie. Yes, yeah, she is. Bill Paxton has longer hair than she does. She does. She's got the short little blonde curl. She's got her pixie. devil's advocate hair. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Steve's <laughs> I, very erect. I don't know right why now. I was expecting boob shots in this movie as well. What has uh, <laughs> cuts all over her body? Anyway, um, there also stars Rada Sarbazija. Um, she's Steve. <laughs> There's off a T. Who's he, Steve? <laughs> he plays, I said he. He played Strasser. Um, he's Ooh. the bad Russian guy you see in all movies, like The Saint and uh, the first John Wick. By the way, John Wick Chapter 2 is awesome. Um, John Wick Chapter 2. <laughs> oh my god, that is a date movie right there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, There's also Peter Firth, David Pamer, Regina King, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it's about a 15-foot mountain gorilla named Joe. <laughs> who was taken to an animal sanctuary in California by a zoologist and a young woman who grew up he grew up with. And a poacher from the past seeks revenge on him. That's a really short synopsis. That is, that's pretty much Let's movie. start from the beginning, though. Uh, so it starts you. with a, a blonde woman and her child who's just reading research papers, apparently, mm -hmm. watching a group of gorillas. Uh, one of the gorillas comes over to play with a little girl, and her mom says, no, you're not allowed to interact with them. And she goes, oh, but Joe started it. And she, her mom goes, that's not Joe. Joe's a baby. He's way smaller than that. And she's like, mm-mm, that's Joe, and I know it. Mm -hmm. And they go back to their uh, their little happy house, and her mom looks at the pictures and goes, you know what, that was Joe, man. Either he's growing really fast, or I must have my research data wrong. And then the village elder runs in and goes, Mom, you must come help us. There are poachers on the mountain. And Mom runs out, and Mom gets shot, and apes are running everywhere. And somebody grabs the little baby Joe as the, uh, the little girl watches. Little Joe bites off the guy's finger. Yes! <laughs> runs the little girl. They hide in the bush while the poachers run away. Cut to... So... The little ad thing we watched it 20 years later. Yeah, it was 12, uh, right? They said 10 in the movie. Yeah, oh, no, it was 12, 12, yeah, because we're like, so is Charlize Theron supposed to be 20 in this? Because the girl was about 8 or 10, maybe? Yeah, or? we were going to be we were gonna be generous and say <laughs> she was 10. Yeah, so 22. 22. And Bill Paxton doesn't look a day over 45. <laughs> no, I'm I would have. But I'd say mid-30s. Yeah, I was, I'd, I'd buy mid-30s. Yeah. So. He's, he's a handsome man. So, yeah, so then we cut to Bill Paxton on the mountain, hiring the poachers to help him catch animals so he can alive so that he can take blood samples back to his research laboratory in California mm -hmm. and the poacher is very confused why they can't like basically chop up and eat and sell the parts of the animals. Mm -hmm. uh, they see Joe, they try and capture him, he basically throws jeeps at them. Oh my gosh, that, that, that whole scene where like <laughs> they're like chasing him and then <laughs> the dude with the, uh, oh my gosh, the 
the winch on the front. Yeah, but... and he magically has a, a giant collar that's just the right size for Joe's arms because he knew he was going to be chasing exactly. 15-foot mountain gorillas. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried like, oh, maybe it's, you know, in case, so it wraps around a tree nice and securely, so, you know, using it as a winch, but it was awfully convenient. Awfully convenient. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Bill Paxton's super impressed with Joe. This is where he runs into Charlize. Mm-hmm. Um she, uh, he keeps saying, like, i got to take him back to uh, California. We need to research him. He'll be safe there. There's poachers. Look, I hired them. And Charlize <laughs> is like, no, no, we're fine here. We're fine here. While she's saying that, poachers come and try and snag Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, village elder and his friends all chase them off. And she goes, okay, fine. I guess we're going to California, but I'm in charge. Of course. And he goes, of yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, forgets to check with his boss, though. Yeah. So they go to California. They arrive. Uh Joe's introduced to his new enclosure. Immediately, uh, Bill Paxton's boss says, Oh, Charlize, we don't fucking need you. Yeah. Although we're well, paying to put you up in our facility. Yeah, yeah, it was very weird because it's like, Oh, no, only uh, only hired staff can go around the thing. It was like, Well, you're not offering her a job because she can control a 15-foot gorilla? Right. And then immediately cut to her like in her apartment feeling like, it's Oh, a it's a cage. And it's like, but wait, they got you an apartment, but they're you're not an employee. Yeah, there, right. Or <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so then the the chairman of the board has to come out and see Joe with his own two eyes. Joe throws a fit. Uh, yeah. Charlize runs out and immediately calms him down. Uh, that's where the hide and go seek thing comes in. He's not actually yeah. throwing a fit. He's got the the boss man cornered. By the way, the boss man we know him from. Ocean 13 as the uh, inspector guy. Yeah. Uh, car inspector or whatever. He plays a good kind of weaselly Diamond. guy. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen him. Oh, yeah, David uh, Primer, I think is his name. Primer. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Charlize immediately calms him down. The the chairman of the board goes, uh, boss man, hire this lady immediately. Put her on staff. She's in charge of the gorilla now. <laughs> and he's like, but yeah. she doesn't even have a degree. Yeah. <laughs> She can control a 15-foot degree uh, gorilla. <laughs> I will give her an honorary degree right, right. now. <laughs> uh, there's a beautiful African-American lady, the scientist, the other scientist, Gal Oh, you're talking about Shirley Theron. The other one. Oh, Regina King. Regina King. Yeah. She's hot in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also known for doing uh, the voices on the Boondocks, which <laughs> yeah, is another great show you should check out. <laughs> 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 Robbie thought it was his name until he was three years old. <laughs> I do not recollect that. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, Charlize is in charge of Joe, except for she spends all her time hitting on Bill Paxton, and Bill Paxton, he seems kind of like the bubble head of the group, like he's just like, everything's good, man, I'm gonna go smoke some, no, not really, <laughs> but he definitely does not seem in touch with the other characters in this movie. Not, not really, I guess he's kind of doing his own thing, I, I mean, obviously he's falling for Charlize, because, oh, yeah. I mean... Come but, on. like, people are like, oh, have you seen Bill Paxton? And they're like, I don't know, he's probably out in the bush somewhere chasing down animals. And it's like, so what does he do for your facility if you don't even know where he's at? I mean, apparently he gets you the results you want, but <laughs> what right. does he do? He's a lone wolf. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lone wolf. He gets results. But apparently he just sends blood back, just vials and vials of blood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they can check it out for sickle cell? I don't even know what... I mean, right? <laughs> we do not want these tigers inbreeding. The, the, whatever research they're doing, like trust me, at this point, the blood research has been done. We need a little more <laughs> other Right? Yeah. Uh, so, yes, they decide that uh, Joe's going to be a great moneymaker for the con- conservatory that 
that's there, so they plan this big benefit. Um, meanwhile, the poachers see on TV that there's a 50-foot gorilla in LA, and they're like, "Oh, we can, we can totally get him here. We can, figure, we can, we can come up with insert nasty plot." Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they go out to California. They start jingling their poacher chains at him, and he throws. A, or at least keeps telling the chairman of the board. Uh, he does some for some reason. He keeps getting very upset. Maybe we should push back this benefit. Or might I also suggest putting any kind of security around him whatsoever to make sure people aren't fucking with him. More than just like the five and a half foot fence. No, I, yeah, that's gracious five and a half. But <laughs> I think it's more like a. It came up to the poacher's eye, like eye line, the front one, that yeah, front but, one. But it's also a hill going up, it so it's hill, like yeah. run, run, jump, and you're over. Like right. <laughs> like I feel like I could clear that fence fairly easily. Yeah, but you're a giant, honey. I'm not a 15-foot gorilla giant. You're half the size of a 15-foot gorilla. Oh, <laughs> oh blush. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, by the way, so the poachers that want to get him now, um, that, that, but they already have their own, like, African preserve resort. That, Where you they know, have their animals on it. Yeah, apparently have some shady hunting stuff going on, but it's like an expansive resort full of... A lot of giraffes, we know that. A lot cause, of giraffes. Because they got animals mixed in there like it's episode one, Phantom Menace, <laughs> yeah, right. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the green screen effects are, you know, late 90s. Ah. Oh. But yeah, like, eh. ah. Maybe not let George look at such a one. No. Uh. There! <laughs> Old door opening. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, but yeah, they, they like see that, you know, the, there's this giant ape in California and, and he's we must leave our protected, our, our expense here where we are the Lord to go steal a gorilla from California. You know why, though? Vengeance. Because he recognizes the girl. He looks, she looks just like her. She looks just like her mother. And that little bastard who stole my finger. Who stole my thumb and pointer finger. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Charlize apparently does not recognize Poacher Guys who murdered her mother. Yeah. Well, it was dark and she was young. Did I mention her mother was murdered? By the way, yeah. we finally figured I out what Disney disease is. It's being shot by poachers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Bambi's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is what the disease is. Right? So that's what Belle's mom was killed up from. Of. And, and yeah. Aurora. Yes, poachers. <laughs> it was poachers. And, and Ariel's no, mom. No, White's mom? Oh my gosh. They were all killed by... Of course Ariel's mom was killed by poachers. Ariel's mom is mounted somewhere in Eric's castle. <laughs> and that is what us... Little Mermaid 2 is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mermaid 2, Ariel's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> they never get the eyes right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that took a dark turn. <laughs> anyway, Disney disease equals poaching. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the poachers tell, uh, tell Charlize, like, hey, if Joe's really unhappy here, we have this beautiful preserve that we'd be happy to let him roam free. We have like 55 gajillion acres. Yeah. And here's the pictures of my happy giraffe. And all the giraffe you could eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gorilla thing, right? Giraffes? I know. Duh. Why else do you think that they're endangered giraffes aren't? Because yeah. we're not letting them eat the giraffes anymore. Yeah. Uh, those, those, po those poor black rhinos. Right? Those gorillas love the dark meat. I guess. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah. Um, um, so yeah. So so Shirley uh, is thinking about transferring Joe out of California anyway. Uh, they have a benefit. Uh, the poachers shake their jingleys and scare the bejesus out of Joe. Joe 
jumps out of his enclosure, and yep. he probably should have done, like... As he very easily can. Yeah, uh, <laughs> trashes the party with all of the, the funding for the entire conservatory. Yeah. Uh, the, basically, oh, and, let's see, uh, oh, and, I don't know, something, I don't know, basically they decide he's a, quite a dangerous animal, so they lock him up in a tiny little cage. Well, yeah, because he went through there and, like, hurt people, tossed up people all around. He did throw well, him, while he threw in the poacher. poacher. He threw one of the poachers. I, I thought it was like a random person that looked like the poacher that he threw. Oh, yeah, he did throw that. Yeah, did, yeah he, he had did like throw long the, hair or something. Yeah. And then he stepped on someone's leg. Yeah, but didn't he throw the ball, the, the minion? Yeah, the, the, other guy, minion? Yeah, the guy with the jingly keys? Yeah. Because so. isn't that how come he got the big gash on yes. the head? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. you're right, you're right. Because he has a gash on his head the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, so basically Joe gets locked up. Um, Bill Paxton feels sad because he promised Joe would not be in a cage, and now his girlfriend's mm -hmm. sad. And everybody's sad. They come up with a plan to break Joe out, and they're going to send him to this beautiful preserve in Africa. But they have to smuggle him out of the country. Yeah. Um, By the way, uh, because there's absolutely no security on this 15-foot gorilla at all, all right. they have to do is basically say, yeah, we need to get some uh, blood samples, yeah. blah, blah, And then, like, oh, we got to give him his vitamins. we got to go in there. <laughs> like, the security guard's like, I was told not to let anybody give him vitamins or go in there. But you're gonna get the door open. So you should close that door. Yeah. You should close the door because I'm holding a shotgun. You know, cue somebody just whacking him in the head, yeah. which turns out to be. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, basically, they they get him in the truck. The poacher guys are driving, but Charlie still doesn't remember them. She does not remember the faces of the man who murdered her mother. She may have not seen the faces. I don't know. A lot no, because she's about to remember them. Joe knows who they are, but she's about to remember them yet. But So they get in the truck. Uh, the boss man comes by and goes like, Hey, bye, Joe. I'm going to miss you. You're not going to have any problems at the front gate because I called away security guards. Uh, I'm cool to get fired for this, yeah. but I'm actually a good guy. I'm redeeming myself. They pull away as they're driving through the streets of Los Angeles. Yeah. By the way, not enough traffic for no, Los Angeles at all. Uh, Charlize is sitting between the two poachers, suddenly remembers their poachers, Starts crying, and uh, I don't remember. There's a tussle in the cab. She jumps. Yeah, well, you know, Joe her. starts, like, losing his shit oh, and, like, yeah. tossing in. Uh, uh, Bill Paxton's chasing behind them. Oh, yeah, because as, as they pull out, and then. Uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the yeah. zookeeper guys. And basically. then the zookeeper guys are yeah. like, dude, we've been, we spent the whole night cleaning up after that monkey, but we found all this cool stuff. Look at this jingly keychain. And Bill Paxton looks and goes, where in the hell did you find it? They go, oh, right next to the gorilla pin. Uh, it belonged to those West African guys. Yeah, yeah we got to give it back to them. Bill Paxton's like, that's a poacher jiggly bell. Yeah. By the way, this keychain they're talking about is a good 15 pounds of what looks like solid handcuffs and stuff. Kind it's of like handcuffs together. and like tiger yeah. claws. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty sweet. I'm going to put my house key on this. <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose your house key forever. <laughs> if, if you were to put your car key on it, then you guys turn your ignition. You're sitting on this keychain of <laughs> right. jingly metal. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Bill Paxton, yeah, Bill Paxton chases after. Charlize realizes her horrible mistake. Uh, Joe starts losing his shit. Uh, yeah. Basically, the truck ends up flipping. Joe escapes out of the truck, and they lose him in L.A. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he magic in, in their defense, he does seem to magically teleport up to the Hollywood yeah. side. So I did not know, <laughs> but 15-foot gorillas can teleport. Yeah. He teleports all over Los Angeles because he seems to actually be kind of near San Diego when they're on that road. That road looks like <laughs> yeah. one of the roads outside of San Diego. Yeah, it's like a preserve out by the zoo or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and then he teleports up to uh, 
<laughs> the Hollywood sign? The Hollywood sign. Although, that first shot of him looking over the city totally, totally looks like uh, Griffith's observatory. Yeah, it's yeah, the angle. Kind of different, yeah. That's probably where it was actually shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as far as I'm concerned, he goes up to Griffith's observatory and then goes over to the Hollywood sign. Uh, then he runs through the LA, uh, LA River, which, who here knows what the LA River looks like? Isn't it just like a big concrete irrigation ditch, basically? That's what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, if you ever see just a big drainage ditch, the one that uh, cars are always driving through in action movies. Like Grease. Yeah. That <laughs> is... Come here, too. Yeah. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the L.A. River. That's where homeless people drown during flash floods. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so he teleports all over. He ends up going down to... Uh, Carnival, yeah, because yeah. uh, he thinks he sees. Joe thinks he sees. Charlie's oh, it's the Santa Monica Pier. Santa Monica Pier, that's, that's right. right. But it's really just a, uh, a spotlight. Yeah, a spotlight. Yeah. And then he wreaks havoc all through the uh, the carnival, delighting kids, terrifying parents. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> the kids are like, he's friendly, he's a monkey, and the parents are like, holy shit, we're gonna die, yeah. the silverback. And then there's like a spark, and they find out the entire pier oh. is soaked in kerosene. So that was the poacher. So the poachers show up, and Charlize and uh, Bill Paxton all show up, and the poachers shoot off the gun, which triggers something, which starts the flames. Oh, that's right. They were trying to snipe Charlize Theron for some reason. Oh, yeah, because they're going to kill her and, and then steal the gorilla. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. That's right. They've given up on capturing Joe at this point, because now it's a media fiasco. <laughs> Publicity nightmare. <laughs> uh, not, but they not, decide, like, not like sniping right? <laughs> the owner of a 15-foot gorilla. Who, by the way, had a sad sob story on the local news, or well, on national, international news, because yeah. about a young girl whose mother was murdered, her and this gorilla survived, and it's just so beautiful. She dedicated her life. She dedicated her life protecting this beautiful giant fucking ape. <laughs> whoa, whoa, you kind of buried the lead on that story. There's a giant fucking ape? <laughs> All right, I got a story to pitch to you. It's a real okay. heartwarming story. But this right. woman, she grew up in the jungles of Africa. Okay. Her mother was killed by poachers. All right. Okay. And her and this young gorilla survived in the African bush. They made friends with the locals. Now they're so kind of like Jane Goodall. Yeah, of. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. beautiful. Um, now Joe is here at the the uh, LA Conservatory. Nice. Is, wait, this girl you're speaking of? Is she hot? Oh, very. Yeah. Let's get her a show. Um. Yeah. So uh, her monkey partner. Let's get her I mean, pilot going. Yeah, yeah. Do you want the Do you want her gorilla partner to be part of the show? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, all kinds of animals we'd want to okay. feature. Okay. Um, because if you want to bring, or his name is Joe, by the way. How mm -hmm. cute is that? Mm -hmm. He's a Joe Joe. That's cute. I mean, it's good. But, uh, so Joe, um, if we want to bring him into the studio, uh, we're probably gonna have to shoot out on the back lot. Well, I mean, it's for safety reasons, I'm sure. Just oh no, he so won't physically can... fit in the building. He's 15 feet tall. Wait, wait. What? Don't. 15 foot gorilla? Well, but it's this really it's the story of this like hot blonde who overcame odds to make friends with the gorilla, who happens to be fifteen feet are, tall. Are you talking about King Kong? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen that movie. It's, it's all right. <laughs> Was she an orphan? Uh, you know, it's been a while. I think in the seventies, Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange one, she might have, she might have been. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a few years. But, uh, <laughs> anyway. Okay, back to my <laughs> Um, yeah, so Poachers try and, uh, try and snipe Charlize, um, 
Joe basically picks them up and chucks them into a transformer, yeah. killing them. So now, <laughs> and now Joe's an actually killing gorilla. Yeah. Um, there's fire everywhere. There's a little boy stuck at the top of the Ferris wheel. Joe climbs up, rescues the little boy, but the fire, the Ferris wheel starts to collapse. Joe uses his last ounce of strength to jump from it, lands protecting the little boy. But is Joe gonna make it? Oh no, he broke his back. He's dead. <laughs> uh, but he popped open. Have you ever dropped a watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> it was very similar. Did you see the tremors where they shot the one out of the glass? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it it's a director. Disney film. That did not happen. Well, Although, they, didn't, they didn't show the blood, but <laughs> Joe most certainly died. Shirley's has this heartfelt, you know, oh, my only friend. I don't know, something yeah. like that. Uh, she decides she needs a new keychain, so she turns his giant fist into a keychain. She's arrested for poaching. The circle is completed. But then she makes a wish on it, and one finger bangs, and she's free. <laughs> Mighty Joe Young, too, the revenge the, of Joe. The, the alternate ending. Now, Joe Joe makes it. He he got knocked out from the fall, but after she releases okay. tears, revive him. And, and she says, we can't send him back to the conservatory, though. It's going to kill him. But we can't release him back in Africa, because then the poachers will kill him. And Bill Paxton's like, yeah, but where are we going to get the money for, I don't know, a gajillion acre conservatory? And the little boy he saves comes up. <laughs> I've got five dollars. Give it to Joe. And then the police officer who was going to shoot Joe. He was, was, <laughs> was totally trying to shoot him. Like, His orders were to yeah. shoot him. Uh, right. He's like, yeah, I got five dollars too. I mean, I'm a cop. I don't make much yeah. money. Yeah. By the way, what do we know that cop from? He's in everything. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's in things. Character actor. All right. Yeah. Stuff. I don't know. But yeah, basically, cut to the <laughs> opening of the mighty Joe Young Conservatory in Africa, and all the village elders are there, and Charlize is happy, and basically everybody donated to get Joe a gajillion <laughs> acre. They they donated enough to open up Jurassic Park, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> But, you know, without the fences, which, you know, probably a good idea, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, see, it's not really Jurassic Park, honey, because um, while it's on an island, it's not on the uh, Isla whatever. Isla Thorna? It's on another one. Um, it's got an unfortunate name because uh, there's a big rock out front that kind of looks in the shape of a skull. So we have dubbed it Skull oh, Island. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where we released a 15-foot ape out to the breeding population. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I smell Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the sequel that is coming out this weekend. Yes! Kong uh, Skull Island. We are so excited to see. Oh my well, god. By the time you hear this, we will have seen Kong Skull Island. That's right, bitches. We're going to see it early. <laughs> but don't worry. We'll let you know if it's any good. We'll keep it free of spoilers. Or will we? Yeah, we, probably yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah, we. But uh, we're as excited about that. Oh so, yeah, god. Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Would you Joe recommend Young. it? You know what? Yeah, especially if you've got kids. This is a this is a great movie. If you've got the like, you know what? I'm even gonna go down to six. It's a little traumatic in the beginning, but if you've got a, a six year old, yeah. you can handle it. But I would say generally the eight to twelve year olds they're gonna really dig this. Like if they're into animals, if you're into Charlize, mm. if you just like seeing <laughs> Bill Paxton yeah. playing a role where he obviously had a shit ton of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd recommend it too. It's a good little Disney flick from the '90s. Some of the effects are a little dated, but yeah, definitely check it out. You know what? I mean, 
<laughs> they're dated in that they're green screen, like it's a guy in a monkey suit superimposed next to <laughs> uh, a tiny person. But they're not dated like episode one, where you're like, ugh, look at all that CG. You can look past everything's it. Everything's got the white border on it. <laughs> yeah, you can look past it. Excellent. Well, are you a little parched, my dear? I'm a little parched. Well, next we have, from Ballast Point Brewing, this is a beer I'm kind of excited about. Oh. Red Velvet Nitro. Uh, it's a golden oatmeal stout with beets, chocolate, and natural flavors added. And it's all nitro. Right, we legitimately have not tried this beer yet. This is an actual first-time try. We heard about this beer on a fancy date night where we did some beer tasting, mm -hmm. and we are so, so excited for this. Because it had beets. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this or not. Steve and I love beets. We attempted to make a beet beer that was not good. We may have used too much beet. <laughs> we definitely used too much beet, and we did not let it ferment long enough. Yeah, that's true. So it ended up tasting like beet juice and pale ale. <laughs> yeah. Not a great combination of stuff. Not terrible. Yes, it wasn't horrible. Difficult to digest, though. Yeah, after, by about the what, third or fourth pint, you're... Oh, you're peeing red, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Pop the top. Oh, my bra! <laughs> <laughs> and the pour. Oh, yes, that this is beer is red. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, this is Kool-Aid red. Yeah, it looks like cranberry cider. Like oh, my God. It's clear. Gosh. It is blood red. Oh. Uh, it's got a nice, uh, white, a little bit of red in the head. But it's like a, like a very light pink. Very light Ooh, pink. it looks like a strawberry, like, uh, foam. Ooh, yes. Like yes. the red, the, like, a, like the super fancy foam. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> oh, top, top, chibio. Mm, how's it smell? Mmm. Smells a little chocolatey. Yeah, say it's supposed a to be fruity. a golden oatmeal stout with chocolate. She's taking a sip. How is that my idea? That is a chocolate stout. Oh wow. Red velvet in that little boy's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that tastes just yeah. like a stout. Wow. Yeah, that's really nice. Oh, and the red is so pretty. <clears throat> that gives a lot of beef. But I think you're supposed to. I think yeah, the yeah, I think it's mainly just for the color. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if you're hearing very strange noises, that would be Podcat uh, <laughs> Caster Troy snoring. Yeah, he uh, deviated septum or something. He's got <laughs> right. some weird snoring things going on that I mock whenever I possibly can. Hold up. I'm going to try and get the mic closer. Oh, I woke uh, him up already. Up. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe I'll just scooch him closer. <laughs> to the mic. Exactly. Just scooch him a little closer. All right. Fun facts. Fun Actually. facts. Super fun facts. Fun, fun facts. So, do you know who did the uh, the monkey costume? <laughs> Was it the same people involved with Congo? Maybe. No, it's Rick Baker. Where did we got him from, Sam? Uh, everything. Um... Since Gorillas in the Mist in 1988, oh, uh, Rick Baker stated that he would not do any more projects that involved uh, creating anima animatronic apes. Uh, Baker had to break that statement when he, he lied. when he did Baby's Day Out, in which a scene featured a gorilla. And after that film, he once again said he didn't want to do any more ape projects. But when he got the call to work on this film, he changed his mind. It was because of Baker's love for <clears throat> King Kong and the original movie that changed his mind. And this would be the last film that Rick Baker created an animatronic gorilla suit. Third so time, sure. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Terry Moore and uh, Ray Harryhausen, who played Joe Young in the original movie, uh, or no, uh, sorry, Ray Harryhausen's the uh, stop-motion guy from uh, the 49 film. Sorry. Ah. 
they appear, he and Terry Moore appear as an elderly couple at the gala. Oh! That's the, okay. That's the couple that was like, oh, that's just like us when we met. That's okay. who it is. That's why they're uh, there. I was wondering, like, that that line seems out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, yeah. There's a scene in there during the gala where it's like the old couple, like, oh, they look so cute, like us at their age. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, that's all the real fun facts I've got on this one. Fun facts. That was super fun facts because they're super fun and fun, fun facts. Excellent. So, sweetie? Yes? What did we learn? Ooh. Well. Besides, the gorillas can teleport. A 15-foot gorillas can teleport <laughs> throughout yeah, Los Angeles. Oh <laughs> no, I found that if you witness the murder of your mother, it's very easy to forget the face of her murderer. Yeah, very well, easy. In his event, he does have a big beard. It could be anybody. It could be Rick Baker. Under that weird. Right. What did you learn from this movie, Steve? <laughs> I learned I love people in gorilla outfits. Like, all day, every day. All day. <laughs> every day gorilla in, every day gorilla in. <laughs> and I learned this movie needed a Congo crossover. <laughs> um, I learned yeah, um, that this movie is not as bad as I remember it being. No, yeah, it was, it was okay. It was, it was a 90 Disney movie. There's there's a whole there, there's just a '90s Disney movie feel, yeah. and this definitely has this has the Dunstan Chexton <laughs> monkey movie. Uh, air air up there, cool run. It, I'm sure it, think it, of all the monkey. It feels like at the 90s. beginning of the movie it should always say, "And now our feature presentation." <laughs> monkey trouble. Ooh, Dunstan checked in. I just said Dunstan checked yeah, in. Right. I'm trying to think of all the monkey movies. Wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, Oh, dun, dun, dun. I feel like we have Monkey one trouble. more beer to drink it. We do. Uh, and then, a little special edition. Uh, today, we have Kirkland's signature brand. Uh, oh. Are you hearing that? Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that. I'm trying to get cat snores. Wow. All right. Uh, Kirkland brand, uh, of course, from Costco. It's their double Bach beer, craft brewed, mm. <laughs> uh, brewed and bottled by Hoofen and Sh- Hoofen and Moats Brewing Company in San Jose, California. I think that's really the that company. means Gordon Beer. Gordon Beer, yeah. Yeah, Gordon Beer, I believe, makes them for our particular area. And here we go. <laughs> now the pour. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm. This too. Uh, I got a lot of head on that Ooh. one. Yeah, there's a lot of head. I may have to suck some head. <coughs> <laughs> That's my lovely wife. Even when she does this. Mm. <laughs> Alright, so this beer is a reddish coppery color. Very nice and dark. It's got a light khaki colored he- head with some cat hair in it. Mm. Thank you, Cat Destroy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and guess your beer probably won't come with cat hair. Um, nope, mine did not. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, very malt forward, mm-hmm. very rich. Mm. Uh, yeah, got a nice little alcohol burn to it. It is, uh, I think it was 7 or 8%. Yeah, good caramely yeah. notes on it. If you are into box, this is a very good box. <coughs> I'm into it. I'm also super into the price tag. About a dollar a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> even less. Yeah, I don't know. I think about a 24 pack, and yeah, I think it was about 20 to 24. I think it was like 22 bucks. Yeah, it'd be a little under a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, if you don't have a Costco card, you should go get a Costco card, because 
the Kirkland brand stuff, in case you guys don't know, they have name brand companies make all their Kirkland brand stuff. And so oftentimes the Kirkland, their store brand, is not the cheapest one on the aisle. They'll have know. something else cheaper, but it's the cheapest version of a high-end product. They want their brand to be better than the lowest brand that they carry. So, like, I bought a raincoat this last year. It was 20 bucks. Turns out it was, uh, was who made? oh, Marmot made them. Oh. So I have a $200 raincoat I got for 20 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Get your Costco car. When you do... Go through our link. Get the website. <laughs> I don't think we're getting yeah, no, we for that one. That. But yeah, no, we're not getting a paid sponsor for Costco or anything. <laughs> I'm just super into Costco. Yeah, like their uh, Costco brand vodka is made by Grey Goose for our area. Yeah. Sometimes it varies for different areas, you know, depending on who's nearest you, but they buy things in bulk. Yeah, works out pretty well. Yeah. All right, this week we just had a little special feature. We, uh, we asked for some questions from our wonderful fans out there. Woo! And some of you actually delivered. Woohoo! Congratulations. Guys. You guys are now doers. Exactly. You're not just lurkers, you're doers. Indeed. Our first question comes from a Shampoo at the 3B, at 3B Horror Pod. Uh, that's the Buzz Beers Brutality podcast. Mm. Uh, their new episode is uh, Leprechaun, you know, for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah! Which uh, we kind of did last year with Leprechaun no, in the Hood. We did Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, Can't what Leprechaun are we doing this year? Ooh. Don't spoil it. We'll have to see. <laughs> uh, their question, though. Uh, what would each of your CD handle be? Hashtag Porkchop Express. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm... Uh, okay, after oh, you. Nope, go for it, handsome. Uh, I think mine would be RoboPanda. Would it be RoboPanda, or would it be your uh, Netflix username, Dr. Mookie Love? <laughs> Dr. Mookie Love is also possible <laughs> up there. But that's my stage name. It's Dr. Mookie Love and the Postcoital Cigarette. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. How about you, sweetie? You got a CV handle? Ooh, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and go with my Twitter handle. I'm going to double up here. The Untidy Venus. There you go. I am an untidy Venus. <laughs> you can follow her at Untidy Venus on Twitter. <laughs> Ooh, you will see... Instagram postings of cats and watercolor animals. And some great art. Lots of Pokemans! <laughs> Lots of Pokemans. <laughs> Alright, second question comes from Podstalgic at Podstalgic, uh, formerly Hydration Level 4 podcast. Um, their new episode is going to be uh, a review of Princess Mononoke. Ooh! From, uh, Studio Ghibli. Miyazaki? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Japanese guy I can never remember. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that museum in Tokyo. Uh, but his question, with Logan just releasing, who could be the next X-Man or woman uh, to have a series of movies? Oh, this is obvious. They're trying to reach out to a minority. Young women as... Uh, as the heroes are very hip right now. True. It's gotta be Jubilee. Oh my gosh. That could actually work. It has to be. Mm, I'm trying to think of who, who he even cast as Jubilee. I know they had the, the girl in uh, Apocalypse. But I don't think she's spoken that movie now that I think about it. <laughs> Ooh, the chick from Pacific Rim. That's the Benjamin Summary. That's memes, really. Ah, let's see. You could be the next X-Men to have a series of movies. Lucy Liu. Rogue? Uh, I, I know Gambit's kind of the obvious one, but... No, nobody wants, nobody wants another one with a, a Caucasian male superhero we can't tell the difference between. True, true, true. Storm. Ooh. People love Storm. That is true. I, 
Yeah, I can do that. Ooh, I got it. We're going to go a cast of Davy Padre on it. It's also titles with Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just talking Creole back and forth about the subtitle. Oh, yes. I agree with you. Home is where you make it. You like to see homo naked? Home is where you make it. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Eh? If you want to see homo naked, that's your thing. Nah, man, home is where you make it. Watch JoJo and everybody. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, oh. And then one, one last, our third question. Yeah. Uh, comes from Super Movies Brothers at Super Movie Pod. What do you think your spy? <laughs> I like this one. What do you think your power animal is? Ooh. Well, I'm asking. A whale? Go- no, that's what, we, that's what you just said, right? Power, <laughs> <laughs> power of the dolphin. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go for the very obvious one. If you've ever been to our house, you know who my favorite animal is. What's that, sweetie? She is the rat queen. <laughs> I know they already made Willard, but what if it had a hot chick? Hmm. With the snaggy muffins giving you these snaggy kisses. <laughs> Coming next fall, Wilhelmina. <laughs> I have the power to scurry and eat cheese. <laughs> Actually, rats don't really eat cheese. It gives them diarrhea, but they do like seeds and nuts and popcorn and pretty much any kind of chip. I have, and I do have the power to eat more than my weight, Jeff. <laughs> that is definitely my power animal. How about you, Steve? I wouldn't go around telling anybody that. But, uh, I can be proud of my accomplishments, Steve. My power animal, besides the T-Rex, obviously, um, would have to be a giant panda with a machine gun riding an ankylosaur. Ooh! Like that picture you drew me my birthday last year. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bobcat! <laughs> By the way... I do commissions, and if you <laughs> yeah. want to combine all of your favorite things into one watercolor painting, I can do that. Like a robotic, a cyborg panda riding an ankylosaur <laughs> with a machine gun. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and great gifts for anyone. You may have to put that on the uh, on the Instagram. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on there. Put it on there tonight. All right. Uh, tonight. Wait, and I gotta find a picture. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know with that. Oh, yeah, with that. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah. Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young. Check it out. Also, uh, coming up, we'll have some mini episodes from our uh, our weekend of awesome movies, including oh. John Wick Chapter Two, yeah. Logan, and Kong. Star. Oh. Uh, it's going to be a mini episode. It may be a full length episode later no. on. <laughs> I oh. hope it is. Oh. So, by the way, I have a little tip for you all. Izzy's tip corner, just a tip. Um, if when you get the gift cards like if you guys are out there you're probably movie fans you probably get Fandango gift cards by the way Fandango pain in the ass to use I'm sorry Fandango we got to talk about streamlining this process but you probably end up with like the Fandango gift cards and somebody's like gives you an Applebee's gift card and you're like I don't need an Applebee's but okay thanks like I appreciate the thought and you get this and you get that and you put them all in a pile you forget about them Luckily, we're in the state of California where they cannot expire. <laughs> we opened up a drawer and we went, holy shit, there's a lot of gift cards in here. <laughs> so we did the best possible thing. We did an entire sexy date day of movies paid for with our Fandango gift cards. And but matinee prices. And matinee prices start early. We went to lunch at places we don't normally eat. 
like Applebee's. We went to another. <laughs> we went to another movie. Yeah. And then we ate dinner at a place we don't normally eat. Like Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> By the way, none of these people are sponsors. Our they family. Could be. Our, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for Fandango, I think they're mad at me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna help them streamline the process to make yeah. it better for the end user. Exactly. Hey, it's up, Fandango. Woo! I am totally there. I got your back. Uh, but yeah, it was a wonderful day. We uh, we got some stuff for an upcoming trip that we will tell you about when it happens. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we were out, what, 40 bucks at the end of it total? Yeah, for yeah, like camping we, off? And we lived like kings. We lived like kings. We had beers. We had steaks. Steaks with an S. With that plural. That's right. <laughs> And not talking about vampires this month. <laughs> <laughs> we had movies, like, it was spectacular. Indeed. And I spent it with the most lovely woman in all of the world, my wife Izzy. Oh, not Charlize? No, she said no. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> you get, I'm putting it on record. If you get a chance to bang Charlize Theron, you have my permission to fucking go for it as long as I sniff your dick afterwards. Charlize, I'm going to hit you up on Twitter. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Somebody help my husband get banged by Charlotte Theron. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not love, I don't know what is. That's because I'm a good wife. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Captain, can you snore for us? No, because you're awake? Okay, fine. All right, say goodbye. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>